Hallelujah. You'd all stand if you have your Bibles and you turn with, with me in the book of Psalms, chapter 1, and verse 1, making it real easy for you. Psalms 1, verse 1. You know, uh, Sister Jody, she was being used to the Lord when she was uh, testifying. She was talking about the programmer. I saw I saw a programmer out here squirming a little bit. He, he or she can relate. There's a lot of eyes on that individual. I don't know who it is. Amen. There's some truth to what she was saying. And Brother uh, Anthony, don't feel bad. It's not the first nor the last time I've been called Brother Thomas, and actually it's a compliment. You know, Brother Dave is a, is a great man. I appreciate him so much. He's been such a, you know, uh, you can always count on Dave to have your back. He's faithful. You know, he is, um, he'd do anything for anybody, and I love him so much. So, and he looks good. He's a good-looking guy, so that's good, too. So, you know, could have been called worse things. Amen. Psalms 1, verse 1. Is everybody there? Amen. Psalms 1, verse 1 reads, Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the, scorns, in the, seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. Verse 3, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. Amen. Brother Anthony, would you pray over the service? Amen. You may be seated. With the help of the Lord, I want to minister to, tonight to you all a very simple message. And uh, if I could title this message, it would simply be, That's Not Fair. That's Not Fair. You ever heard anybody say, That's Not Fair? I'm sure if anybody of you have children, you've heard them say that a thousand times, especially if they have siblings. That's Not Fair. And you would simply tell them, life's not fair. Can I get an amen? Amen. You know, when it's time to divide up the candy and uh, you're dividing in half and the, the kids are looking at that candy and they're like, they got more than I got. That's not fair. I mean, they, they will measure it to the minute fraction of an inch to make sure that, you know, brother or sister didn't get more than they did. You know, they, they're very uh, good at that. We're not much different, even as adults. We know when things aren't fair, amen? Has anybody ever got the raw deal? Anybody ever, is it, life's just not been fair? Things didn't go your way? You've been disappointed? We all have. We, we could all relate to that. You know, in, before I start preaching, I just want to preface this way and tell you that I do feel like the Lord spoke to me for this service, and I feel like God is going to speak very directly to some individuals under the sound of my voice. And I don't want you to feel like you have to put up any 
uh, defense or feel like um, Brother Larry's picking on you because I have nobody in mind for what I'm about to preach. And what I'm about to preach isn't a bad thing. It's a good thing that the Lord put on my heart. So just be open-minded and allow God to speak to you, whether you're in here or online. God wants to minister to somebody, and uh, I believe he can do that if we'll allow him to. The only reason why you won't receive from God tonight is if you decide not to receive it. Amen? And uh, while I was studying and searching the scriptures and asking God for a message for this service tonight, the Lord had already been dealing with my heart, and I already had the notes written down, and I was ready to preach, and uh, I knew exactly what I was going to say. But sometimes when God gives you a message, he don't always give you the scripture. So you're, you're praying, and you're like, God, I need a word. I know what, I, I know what you want me to say. Um, you know, and I, here's the thing, though. The disciples didn't always have a word. When they, when they would go about preaching, they just simply preached Jesus Christ and him crucified. You know, they didn't have the New Testament. They didn't have the Gospels. They didn't have the book of Revelations. They had the Old Testament. So this scripture simply says that a man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, basically somebody who's just doing right, trying to live right, trying to be right, going to church, paying their tithes, you know, trying not to get a, you know, a temper, trying not to cut people off in traffic, uh, uh, you know, doesn't get in the way of sinners, you know, just kind of minds their own business and uh, loves the law of the Lord, the word of God. They meditate it on day and night. It says that that man or that woman would be like a tree, but it, not just any tree, a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. Doesn't that sound good? How many of you want to be a tree planted by rivers of water? You know, it's good there, right? That's a good place to be. There's plenty of water. You don't have to worry about anything. It says that you, that tree will bring forth fruit in his season. His leaf will not wither. And whatsoever he does is going to prosper. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. That sounds so good, Brother Anthony. But you know what I've learned in the short time that I've lived for the Lord? It don't always feel that way. It don't always feel like, there's rivers of water, and the leaves are not withering. It don't always feel like everything that I put my hand to do prospers. Sometimes it feels like I run into walls, and I stumble over stumbling stones, and, and I try to go this direction, and I'm detoured down this way, and there's, there's construction here, and there's just all kinds of you know, things that distract from what I'm trying to do. And it's like I'm trying so hard to be right, do right, live right, and it's like I'm constantly... Uh, battling things in life. That's not fair. You're, the word says that I would be like a tree. Now, listen, Lord, I'm talking to you, Lord. I, I'm trying to do everything that your word says. I'm trying to walk right, talk right, be right. I'm trying to go to the right places, do the right things, say the right things, trying to be supportive of, of the ministry, trying to you know do whatever I'm asked to do. Where's my rivers of water? Why do I feel withered up? Can I get an amen? Oh, you all been there. So I'm not alone. It's not, it's not just a pity party. <laughs> Here's the thing. I believe with all my heart that God has given us every single tool that we need to be successful. There is no reason why we should not be successful. If we are children of God, 
God has given us everything that we need to do what he has called us to do and be what he's called us to be. Amen? He's given us the ability to pray. He's been given us the ability to fast, which is something that we don't like to do, and we try not to do it if we don't have to do it because we don't want to do it. Can I get an amen? Amen. He's given us his word. He's given us teachers. He's given us preachers. He's given us our brothers. He's given us our sisters. We have so many things at our fingertips to help us to be successful in the kingdom of God, to be able to be productive, to be able to produce fruit, to be able to be healthy and strong and be fed. It's all here. Amen? Now, in studying this out, I, I uh, begin to, to uh, search a little bit on, online uh, some things that I thought were interesting. There is a uh, University of California study, and uh, it said, it reads like this. It said, a number of years ago, there was a researcher who placed a number of young trees in a greenhouse. And one group was supported by a, a stake. It was tied down to a stake. And the other group was left to grow unstaked. So one group of trees was restricted and controlled, and the other, the other group of trees was free to do whatever. And it said that um, it says that this group that was left unstaked, it would manually wave back and forth for several minutes every day. And at the end of several months, the, there was actually three groups, says the trees were measured for growth in height and their trunk in diameter. It says the staked trees were the tallest and the weakest. They had the smallest trunk. The unstaked trees were intermediate in height and trunk diameter and were not growing straight. And the unstaked trees that were waving back and forth, it says each day they were, uh, so each day they were the shortest but had the greatest trunk diameter and they were the strongest. This research showed that when you plant a tree, it should only have just enough support to allow it to stand upright, to let the top of the tree wave in the wind, and to promote the development of a strong trunk. It's not fair, God, that it seems like everybody else is being taken care of, and everybody else is being coddled, and God, you're letting that one be blessed, and you're letting that one be blessed, and you know, I'm over here, and I'm just waving around in the wind, and I don't know where I'm going, and I don't know what I'm doing, and I'm just trying to stay grounded, and I'm not as tall as that one, and I'm not as skinny as that one. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. But in the end, hindsight, as we look back over our lives, if you walk with God at any length of time, you will realize that God was not leaving you unattended. He was not uh, restricting your movement. He was allowing you to grow because God wants you to be the strongest tree, the stoutest tree, a firm tree, a, a tree that's not going to be, you know, um, broken very easily. Amen? Now, in the desert, you, you would think that, you know, trees need to be by, you know, in healthy, good environments. But there's a lot of things that grow in the desert. And a little thing, little few things that I found out about things that grow in the desert is that uh, they have different ways of surviving. You know, in, in, a, in a desert area where there's not a lot of water and it's really hot, uh, desert plants survive in, a, in many different ways. Either they can survive by storing up water, 
they take what they got and they, they hold on to it. Uh, their skins can be very thick and that keeps them from predators so that they can't be attacked. There's something to be said about being thick-skinned. Amen? The Bible says that we should not be easily offended. How many of you in here have ever been offended? Raise your hand. Everybody but Brother Darrell, I know. Never been offended. <laughs> Amen. And there's, there, there's some good things to that. I mean, it can be good and a bad thing, but mostly it's good. Um, but one of the most interesting things about plants that grow in the desert is how they are rooted. There's two different ways that desert plants survive. One way is they will bury their roots very, very deep to get to the water. They're grounded. They're, they have depth to them. They're not shallow. Can I get amen? You can see where, where I'm going with this, right? I'm sure you guys are all connecting the dots right now on your own head. And other plants in the desert will grow. They won't grow real deep, but they'll grow real far. And the roots will go out, and they'll be able to gather more water that way. Amen. Uh, trees are made stronger by bending in the wind. Trees are made stronger by being able to grow their roots in different ways. You know, um, it matters where a tree is planted, but it also matters what kind of tree it is. You know, some trees need to be by the water. Some trees are, can live in the desert. Some trees can grow out of rocks and in crevices, you know, in mountains and in different areas. Uh, we are all trees that have been planted of the Lord, but each type of tree is, is meant for a very specific reason or a very specific, specific purpose. We don't all grow the same way. Can I get amen? Some of us are really deep. Brother Kenny, you're very, a very deep man, very deep. Some of us are spread out. Some of us are really good, uh, Sister Fran, at reaching out to other people and connecting with people in the church. Some of us like to be left alone. Some of us don't like to be hugged. I like to be hugged. Some of us don't. That's okay. That's the kind of tree that you are. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, we're all different. We're not all the same. We're not all equal. We all have different tasks, purposes. Uh, you know, and some trees do need more space to grow. Some don't. Some need more water to grow. Some don't. Some grow deeper and some grow wider. You know, the point isn't to be like other trees. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying that you need to be like the person next to you or the person in front of you. You need to be the tree that God has called you to be. Amen. Because he's planted you where you're at for a reason. He's planted you the way he's planted you for a reason. You know, if we were all planted in the same place, doing the same thing, it would be very hard for us to be able to reach out to many different individuals. We have a lot of people coming to this church and visitors that are not all the same, and they require different types of people to reach out to them. And, and you're able to reach out to people that I'm not able to reach out to. Now, Paul said that I've become all things to all men that I might win some, but, you know, some of us are more well-rounded well than others, Brother Anthony. Some of us are more social than some other people. Amen? It doesn't matter where you've been planted. What matters is, is that you begin to grow where you've been planted, that you begin to grow roots 
where you're planted, where God has placed you in the body, that you need to begin to find a way to attach yourself to something that will sustain you and help you to grow and help you to be what God has called you to be. Every single one of you on the sound of my voice and online, you have a purpose. God has a plan for you. God has a, you know, a, a reason for you to be here. And I can't fulfill your calling, and you can't fulfill my calling. But we have to fulfill the calling that God has called us with. And, you know, the title of the message is, that's not fair. Well, that person's, you know, they get all, all the attention. That person gets all the accolades, or that person gets all, all the time to sing, or that person gets all the time on the piano, or that person gets to preach all the time, or that person gets to do this ministry or that ministry, or, you know, that's human nature to look at others and, and be jealous of what God is doing in their lives. But let me tell you something. And I, I've taught this to my daughter. I te try to teach this to my daughter that just because somebody else looks like they're blessed and not, don't have any problems, that's not true. Every single one of us has something that we're dealing with. I don't care who, who you are, how perfect it looks. You know, um, I think it was Brother Haney. He's, he's uh, our old superintendent. And... Uh, he was preaching, and somebody came up to him, and he, he was just mentioning this in some uh, preaching message that I saw. And the guy said, the young preacher said, Brother Haney, you look so calm out there. How, how do you do it? How do you preach so well? How, how do you get in front of all them thousands of people, and, and you're not nervous or anything? And, and he said, well, son, you ever see a duck swimming on the water? He said, all calm and all peaceful on top, right? If you go under the water and you see them feet, they're just, that's what it's like to be a preacher. And I don't know if I got it all together, if I look calm, but trust me, everything inside of me is going, ah. With the help of the Lord, I'm going to minister to somebody tonight. Amen. You know, sometimes the ground that you're planted in is hard ground. Sometimes the enemy tries to put a barrier between you and what God has for you. You know, part of this message came from something that I, I encountered the other day. I went outside. It was nice out, and, you know, I have a, a new pool I got put in, and, you know, uh, and, and me and my wife did some landscaping around the pool, and we're like, we're going to do this right. There's not going to be any weeds. It's going to be beautiful. We're going to put weed barrier down. We're going to put rocks down. Ain't nothing growing through that. It's going to be awesome. No more pulling weeds, because who likes to pull weeds? All right, Brother Dave does. God bless you. I don't. I hate it. Uh, anything I can do to make my, my yard as maintenance-free as possible, I'll do it. I just want to mow it and then sit and relax. Well, I was looking down, and I'm looking down on the rocks, and all of a sudden I see a couple little sprouts of grass over here and a couple little sprouts of grass over there, and I'm like, that ain't right. I put weird weed barrier down just last year. And not, not only did I put weed barrier, I put rocks on top of that weed barrier to make sure that nothing would grow, grow through there. And if you have enough rocks, it's supposed to, you know, cut out the sun and be a weed barrier itself. I must not have enough rocks. So I, I got some work to do. But I was looking and I told Madeline, my youngest daughter, I said, go grab that grass and pull it out of there. I want to see if it's something you can just, you know, it's just shallow and you yank it out of there, right? You know, the measy weeds to pull that just don't have any depth to them? The ones that you can just pluck them out, throw them out in the yard, mow them over, and laugh all the way? 
<laughs> so uh, she tries to pull up that piece of grass, and it, she, she, it wouldn't pull out. It just kind of just tear, tear and rip. I'm like, that's, that's not right. So I went down there, and I, I grabbed that piece of grass, and I got real down, down deep on it, Brother Anthony, and I pulled up. And it, it was hard to come out. And when I pulled it up, it had these really long roots. And they're really small, but they went right through. They just found a way. They found a way to get through, to get to the, to the soil, to get to the nutrients so that it could grow in a place where it should not be growing. Some of you are in a place where the devil's like, you should not be growing where you're at. Because I've done everything to make sure that you will not grow in that, in that situation. The devil's tried to put a barrier between you and God. He's throwing rocks at you. He's saying you're not going to grow. But you have to find a way to grow. You have to have the will and the desire to push through. Amen? You've got to push through the weed barrier. You've got to push through the rocks. You've got to push through. It's not fair. Amen. Sister Kathy uh, Scruggs in prayer meeting Monday, and it was a great prayer meeting, uh, she requested prayer for every single one of you. She did. She said this was her prayer request. She wanted to pray that you would have more faith, a solid faith, just a faith to believe that what you ask God, you're going to receive it. And I thought that was such a good prayer request, Sister Kathy. And we prayed that way. I'm telling you right now, that's important. Without faith, it's impossible to, pre to please God. Jesus prayed for uh, Peter. A very, very similar prayer, Sister Kathy. In Luke chapter 22, verses 31 and 32, reads this way. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you, that he might sift you as wheat. Satan wants nothing more than to wear you out, to destroy you, to take away everything that's good in your life, to leave you with nothing so that you will give up. He wants you to give up. Just stop trying to grow. Stop trying to get roots. Stop trying to, to, you know, be what God has called you to be. That's his desire. But Jesus said to Peter, I have prayed for you. A very specific prayer, Sister Kathy. I have prayed for you that your faith will fail you not. And when you are converted to strengthen your brethren. Faith will cause us to have roots. Faith will cause us to push through the barrier. Faith will cause us to grow in places where we should not be growing. The enemy is like, why is that saint still there? Why is that saint still there? What are they doing gritting roots where I have put a barrier? I don't want them to reach out to this community. I don't want them to be uh, strong in the calling of God in their lives. I want them to feel failure and defeat and to just give up. You see, Satan can't make you quit. That's your choice. And I pray that you don't choose that. You know, when I, as we were praying Monday night, the Lord began to quicken me in my spirit. And that prayer that you pray, Sister Kathy, began to minister to me. And God began to tell me that he was sending out seeds into our lives. Seeds of faith and not doubt. God is planting you in a field of faith right now. God has made you promises 
that you have yet to see come to pass. I'm here to tell you, if you will not give up, if you will continue to push through, if you will not stop your prayer life, continue to pray, it's going to happen. I believe that God is planting seeds in our lives of faith. You know, the scripture says that God desires to give, you know, give good gifts to his children. God is not withholding any good thing from any of us. Any good thing that's in his hand is ours to receive. Everything that's in his word is for us. But sometimes we have to activate our faith. We have to dig just a little bit deeper. We have to push and, and go a little bit deeper than what we're at. We have to reach out. You know, you need each other. We need one another. The Bible, you know, not the Bible is saying it, but we're not an island under ourselves, Brother Anthony. I can't do this on my own. I need you, and you need me. There is a depth of faith that is in this place that God wants to take us to. The musicians would come. It's not fair. They got it better than me. They got all the blessings. They're in the good place. They're in the good position. They got all the help. Everybody likes them. Listen, if God put you in a place that's very difficult, it's because he knew that you could handle it. And he knew that once you got out of it, you would be stronger. You'd be strengthened. And you'd be able to strengthen others. It don't feel good. It ain't a pleasant place to be when you're not by the water or you're in a bunch of rocks or you're in a desert place and you see everybody else having a good time and blossoming and being fruitful and their leaves aren't withering and they got their hair done right and they wet the nice clothes and, you know, everything's going so good for them. Everybody's got problems. Everybody's got problems. But we all have the Lord. And we have his word. And we have a promise. Listen, you might not be planted by the rivers of water, but you're planted where God puts you. And God can sustain you in that place. Just like he sustained prophets of old in the droughts. And he put them by brooks. And he had the enemy. Well, it was a raven, but a raven is a dirty bird. And you could say that God used Satan to feed the prophet during a drought. Listen, God can use this world to take care of his people. And he is. Amen? But I've heard a lot about people getting raises and keeping jobs and being better off in this, in this pandemic than a lot of people. And I thank God for that. The hedge of protection has been upon this church. If you all stand... This is how I want to leave it right here. If you are struggling in your walk with God and you're finding that you don't have very deep roots, and I'm not, I'm not throwing rocks. I'm not saying that you're a bad Christian. I'm just saying that God has given you the tools to be successful where you're at. But you have to do something. And this is what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to pray through. Listen, it's easy to, just to give up 
fold up your hands and say, I can't do it. I've given it all and I'm done. <laughs> right now is the time of your, your blessing. Right now is the very time that you need to give it your last push. You need to push harder than you've ever pushed before right now in this place. Whether you want to come to this altar or stay in your pew, I'm telling you, you need to pray through. You need to pray through your hurt. Some people are hurt. You need to pray through that and give it to God. You need to pray through your doubts and ask God to give you faith. Because whatever you're doubting, it's not because God's not able. He's able. He can do it. He wants to do it. He desires to do it. Pray through your doubts. Pray through your situation. I don't know what you're facing or what you're going through. We all face something. But you're, you have the power of prayer to pray through it right now. I'm not saying it's going to go away magically. But I'm saying God's going to give you some roots. He's going to give you some strength. You're going to get through this. You're going to get, I said, you're going to get through this. You're going to come out stronger than you've ever been before. It ain't pleasant going through the process of the strengthening and everything's blowing around you and, and your leaves are blowing here and there and, and it just seems like everybody else is so blessed and I'm the one struggling. Listen, sister, listen, brother, you're not alone. We're here with you right now to pray with you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let's just pray together right now. Let's ask the Lord to help us with this message. God, I feel like you've been speaking to some hearts in this place, God. There's somebody online that's listening right now, God, that needs to pray through. God, we got to get through. The, the enemy has placed a barrier over the things that we need, that we need to grow. I pray right now, God, that we could pray through in the Holy Ghost. You know, there's got to be a, a place in you, God, that we get beyond just human uh, ability in our natural mind, in our earthly prayers, and we pray in the heavenly place. God, I feel like deep is calling to deep. You're calling us to a place of faith in you right now. That what we ask, listen, church, when you pray, you got to believe. What you ask for, you got to expect it. God, I'm praying for my family. I'm praying for souls. I'm praying for revival. I'm praying for healing. God, I'm praying for deliverance right now in this place, God. God, I need to go deeper in you than I've ever been before, God. I need to be, Lord, planted by you where you want me to be, that I can be what you need me to be for those that are around me, God. Strengthen my brothers and sisters right now in this congregation, God. Let your spirit overshadow this place, God, and begin to move on hearts and minds. I pray, God, that eyes will be open to see, God, that you are involved in every single one of our lives, that you have not left us, God, you have not forsaken us, God, but you're here right now, God, to deliver. You're here right now, God, to save. God, you're here right now, Lord, to bring strength. I pray, God, for this body that their faith fail them not, Jesus. I need you, God. I need you, Lord. My God, have your way. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.
you. Some of you can grow deep on your own, but some of you need to reach out to somebody right now. You need to grab somebody by the hand. Come on, you that are strong, help your brothers and sisters right now. Let's lift one another up in prayer. Come on, let's, let's be what God called us to be, the body of Christ. As the Lord leads you to somebody, just go to them and pray for them. You might be thinking, what will they think? They might think that I think less of them. That's not what it is. We're a body. We need one another. I, I, I welcome the prayers of the saints. Those that have been praying for me for the service, I thank you. I need your prayers. Lift one another up right now in Jesus' name. God, hallelujah. Lord, in Jesus' name, let strength pour out in this place, God. Let healing pour out in this place, God. Let faith arise, Lord, that what we ask we will receive, God. Let us see you ever before us, Lord, leading us, guiding us in spirit and in truth, Lord, preparing the way, God. Oh, Jesus, Satan wants me to give up. He wants to sift you as wheat, but God wants you to be strengthened in your faith right now. Believe God. Believe his word. Trust in him. I believe God has not brought you this far to leave you. But the end of a thing is better than the beginning of a thing. Let faith arise right now. Whatever you need, whatever you desire, ask of God. Believe God. Receive it in this place today. God bless you. Hallelujah, Jesus.